You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm wonderful. What can I help you with today? All right. So, um, hi, let me introduce myself briefly. Uh, my name is Natalie. I live in New York. I'm a DACA pre-med, so that's Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I wanted to ask you one of the big questions I have today. Um, it's how to build the perfect um school list. I know you've, in many of your videos, I've seen you speak about school list, how it's so important. So you can um, get where you want to go and, you know, be able to get in to the school. So I wanted to go over that. Yeah. So it's actually a pretty easy question. It's very similar to an international student. How do you build a school list as an international student? You go school by school and you find out which schools accept international students. And so for you, it's school by school and which schools will accept DACA students. It's, it's really okay. that hard and, and easy. And so there, there may already be good resources out there if you just Google medical schools yes. that accept DACA students. And yes. hopefully maybe that, that narrows down your search. Okay. So going off from there, uh, so like eligibility would be first. Mm-hmm. I also want to know what are the next steps to like after eligibility, what can I think about? What questions should I be asking myself to be able to build myself like, like a good school? So like, I know you spoke about public versus private schools, mm-hmm. mission statement, like where does everything go stats? Like the, M- the MSAR, yeah. Um, where can I put that into my finding of the school list after I find eligibility? Yeah. So let, let's say you you have your list of, of 20 schools okay. that will accept a, a DACA student. Yes. From there, it's just like every other school list. So pre-med okay. years, episode 437 is is probably my, um, premiere is not the right word, but my, my, my number one resource right now for building a school list. So really good episode I did with a former director of admissions at a, a medical school turned pre-health advisor at an undergrad. And now she does private advising like I do. Um, and she, we, we talked about how to build the ultimate school list and it really comes down to ignoring stats. Number one, which is very scary to, to tell students and for them to hear, yeah. cause they're like, but, 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 Ultimately, stats, you you have to be good enough for stats. And good enough is usually pretty good for the far majority of schools out there. So once you've considered yourself good enough stat-wise, then that goes out the window and let's look at everything else. So let's look at their curriculum. Let's look at their location. Let's look at their, uh, their their outreach programs or their international programs. Let's look at just, are, are they an urban uh, medical school? Are they more rural? Finding out what works best for you specifically. Ultimately, that's how you build the school list. It takes a lot of time and students don't like that. They want the shortcut and there's no shortcut, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I did want a shortcut because um, I have a pretty, pretty long list. Thank goodness, because a lot of schools do accept like, um, DAC applicants and more DU schools now. Good. Um, so, yeah, that's that was like the biggest question I have. And so, like, I know I have a lot of interests. Like, I, I love working with the community. I like outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so something like that, I would have to also look at each school's mission statement to be able to understand how everything is going. Cause sometimes it's like really hard to, yeah. <laughs> to see what I like, what I don't like. Like, do I even know if I want to live far away or not? I don't, I don't know. Like, do I like a small class, big size? I don't know. I've came, I've, I've gone to a small college, so I don't know what a big class size yep. is. So I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot of things to think about. <laughs> there are lots. And it, that's why it takes, it takes some work, it takes some effort on your part. And, and it's, it's not just, here's what I know. And so I don't know what I don't know. It's just trying to, trying to visualize, right? Can you, can you picture yourself in a class of 200 or 250? Or does that make you feel a little cringy? Like, oh, that's a lot of people. I don't think I'd like that. Right. So just, just playing that game and, and trying to figure out what you think will work best for you. Great. Thank you. That was really helpful. Good. Um, so uh, I know it's really bad, but I'm still working on my primary application now. <laughs> um, but I delayed my MCAT, so I'm taking it at the end of the month. Okay. Um, it's really it's really hard. <laughs> so uh, I don't. I'm I'm getting a little bit overwhelmed. Um, okay. So I don't know what to do. Should I focus more on? you know, studying for my MCAT or should I completely finish my application, submit it like as soon as possible? What do I do? (laughs) I know. Yeah. It's an impossible question to answer because ultimately at the end of the day, you need to do well on the MCAT because that's a big part of this. And you need to get your application in. And so ideally you would have had your application in by now. Yes. And so, I mean, as we're talking, right, it's it's July. And if you're mm-hmm. taking the test at the end of July, it's already past the date that I typically recommend Yeah, the latest to take it. Now, that doesn't mean you can't. And it means that your application is getting later and later and later and later. And so my question to you is, how close are you to being done with the application? Um, it's pretty much done. I just want to proofread once more, and then that that's it. I'll I'll submit everything. No, oh, so, so you're I done. I wrote everything. I rewrote everything. <laughs> you're I done. Rewrote everything. Okay. While I was like studying like way before. Okay. And my my um, I don't know if you remember me, but um, I did one um, I did like a a review for my personal statement, like maybe like a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and um, what you told me really helped me narrow my thoughts because you told me I was a little bit too detail-ish on the, I wrote too much detail. Okay. So I don't know if you would be willing to hear maybe part of my little blurb of maybe a paragraph of what I wrote. Let's let's see. Let's see. Try it. Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) Cause, um, that was like one of the biggest parts I, I had like a question with. I have it on my laptop. I'm pulling it up. Oh, yeah. So. So what, what part are we going to look at? What, what part are you the least sure about? So um, what we spoke about last time, it was the, it was a body paragraphs. The beginning was all right. You told me not to focus too much on the, you know, physician that I was, you know, seeing, it was more of me focusing on my journey mm-hmm. to what started me to think about healthcare. So that's, that's what I, that's what I did. Okay. So I wanted you to just, 
um, listen to it, like a couple sentences, not not too many, to see if like I'm going in the right direction. Okay. I mean, I feel like it's good, but <laughs> I don't know if it's a hundred percent. Um, I don't know if you're gonna understand though, because if I read like just the last part of it, it's not gonna be like too clear. So I'll read like a smaller paragraph, I guess. And um, I just want to know if like the takeaway is it strong enough for like for it to be like anything like anything important in my personal statement so okay here goes <laughs> okay so this is after my seed this is the second paragraph okay it says um volunteer positions in the medical field led me to an ambulance agency where i got my emt certification spanish-speaking voices greeted a paramedic in me on the scene of an unconscious person as I stabilized Jim's head, the bystanders' frightened faces eased as I asked about my patient in Spanish. Jim's eyes slowly found mine as he started to wake up. In the ambulance, I spoke to Jim calmly and asked if a similar episode had happened. Jim did not make eye contact and softly stated that he had a seizure in the past when he stopped drinking alcohol. My hand instinctively went on his shoulder, assuring him that we would do our best to care for him and get him additional help at the hospital. I also gave Jim the phone number and directions to a free clinic near the neighborhood to be a resource after he left the hospital. Jim's bright glare and immediate nod made me feel optimistic about his future chance at a healthy lifestyle. Here, I felt a deep desire to aid Jim in his journey to overcome alcohol withdrawal. I wanted to be free of limitations and have more involvement in Jim's medical care, like the physician who took over his care after we arrived at the hospital. My experience with Jim made me conclude that I wanted to be responsible for my patient's entire treatment as his doctor. That's the second paragraph. Okay. So You're what do you it. think? You're doing it. I'm doing it? Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Good. Okay. There's more where that came from. So I good. feel better about that now. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I see you. No, I see you. Okay. I see your interaction with the patient. Okay. I, I see the reflection about what it is about that situation that made you want to do more. That's that's exactly what you want to do. Oh my god! Thank you. That was like, I was like, oh no, am I doing something wrong? I was so so lost. Nope, you're doing um, it. <laughs> thanks. Um, I also wanted to. I know this is kind of really really late, but um, for my MCAT. I, uh, um, I'm doing AMC section for the cars okay. passages and, and they're so incredibly difficult. <laughs> Some of them are like the first six passages for like volume one completely destroyed me because I yeah. was doing so well in the Jack Western ones. And now it was like, it was completely like, Ooh, complete downfall. So I, I don't know what to do. How do I get out of a rut? Cause sometimes when I feel that way, it feels like, okay, well, now I can't do anything. I can't mm-hmm. do this. So what, what is your advice for that for me? The, the advice, other- yeah, the, the advice is to figure out why. What, what okay. happened? What was it about the passage that you just weren't able to connect with? Was the, the language in the passage much harder than what you saw with Jack Weston passages? Were they longer and so you felt more rushed? Were they boring and you weren't interested in them? What was going on with the passage or with the questions that led you to not do as well as you were doing previously? And then figure out what that block is and and constantly iterate and improve from there. So okay. if you were to think about those those passages that you're doing, what was it about the passages that you struggled with? 
I think it was language. Like it, the passages were so convoluted or okay. were, I guess, written like okay. really like before like and, 1800. <laughs> and, and what happens in your, in your mind when you're reading a passage like that, that's super convoluted and, and, as a, a non-native English speaker, you're like, uh, I don't know what's going on. And, and you're like, how can a regular, like a native English speaker understand this? Like what's what's going on in your head? Oh my gosh. I think about that all the time. I'm, sometimes some of the common words, so, I don't know, some words that I should know, sometimes I don't have the definition for. Mm-hmm. Or like there's some words in Spanish that are not in English and some in English Correct. that are not in Spanish. Yeah, but what's so like, going so, on yeah. in your head in that moment? Oh. Um, it's too hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what I'm reading after mm-hmm. like, the first two sentences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> after the first paragraph, I'm like, uh, completely lost. You got to reread the paragraph, mm-hmm. and then the time goes out. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. Just oh god. <laughs> so basically, you're sabotaging yourself. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. What you have to do, you have to do this, is ignore that. You just have to go. You have to read it. You have to get to a point where you're not having any, not you're not having, where all of the negative self-talk goes in and out, right? What typically yeah. happens is, is if you have, as I'm holding up fingers here for people on, in the audience or listening, <laughs> uh, it, it, if you have eight spots of, of, of storage in your brain as you're reading that passage, it's called working memory, right? So with your working memory, you're reading the passage and you're going, okay, I read the first sentence. Okay, the, the second sentence. Oh, I'm really bad at this. And, and oh man, like I don't understand that word. And you're taking up half of your working memory with just thoughts about how bad you're doing, which just leads right. to you doing bad. Doing bad. And so you have to understand that you're not going to be perfect reading these. It has nothing to do with you being a non-native English speaker. It has to do with how difficult these passages are. Even me as a, as a native English speaker, I get totally twisted in some of these passages when I'm doing them for the MCAT podcast. And I'm like, I have no idea what I just read, but I'm going to keep going because I have to. And I yeah. assume that something's going to click later on, or I can take a little bit of extra time. If I get a question that I think is from this paragraph that I read and I have no clue, I can take a little bit more time and kind of re kind of scan it to figure out what's going on. But the more you're like, I don't understand this. Oh my gosh. What is this word? I don't know this word. Como se dice? I don't know. Like you do, like none of that works. And you're just filling your brain with gunk and nothing about the passage is sticking. So then you get to the questions and you're like, huh? This passage wasn't about that. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Right? You're, you're like, yeah. oh yeah, that's that's me. Oh no. Yeah, I feel attacked. Um and, and so and so you really just have to give yourself grace as you're going through this. You have to read the passage and go, there are going to be words in here that I don't know. There are going to be sentences in here that I'm super confused about. And that's okay. And I'm just gonna keep going. And I'm gonna take that thought and just yep, I, I hear you negative thought, leave me alone. I hear you, leave me alone. I'm just gonna keep going. 
You're right. Okay. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> you are not alone. Thank you. Uh, I do have another question. Yeah. I, I read in your book, in your, um, was it uh, the activity section book? I forgot. I forgot the name. I'm so sorry. This, I think the second book, the third book that you wrote. The pre-med playbook guide to the medical school application. Yes. Process. Yes. 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 In all the way at the near the end, there is um, an interview section. I know it's smaller than the actual, like the interview book that you have. Yep. But there, um, it, this is more for interviews. You know, this is not step where I'm at, but um, there's something you said. There's a podcast that you like about getting um, relevant things that are important to healthcare right now. So you can be able, you can speak about things like you, you wrote something about like for donors, like in donor or out donor. I don't, I forgot what it was like opt in, opt out. Yep. Yeah. Something like that. And I wanted to know um, what are other resources I can find to be more, I guess, more current. I know like right now, politics and, you know, healthcare can in hand right now. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't even know uh, where to even start. Uh, Google, either. just just go to Google okay. and just start typing stuff. Um, <laughs> the the podcast I probably talked about was uh, my friend's Congressional Dish podcast. She talks a okay. lot about stuff that's going on in Congress. Uh, but ultimately, just just Google, set some Google alerts for different topics, whether it's Roe v. Wade stuff that that's currently in the news or a- anything else. Just uh, set some Google alerts and and let Google send you an email every day of of what's going on out yes. in the world. Okay, good. Okay. Oh, any other advice you have for me or any anybody else going through the same thing? I'm like I'm. I feel like I'm stressed like all the time. Uh, that is normal, and that's okay. Number one, take care of yourself. Get sleep. Okay. Drink lots of water. Exercise as much as you can. Um, get that application in as soon as possible. Okay. Understand, and, and this this is part of a little bit of strategy where it comes into play. Your application, let let's say you turn it in today, right? You turn your application in today. Tomorrow, you could start getting secondaries back, even with your application not verified. And so, if you think that's going to freak you out and stress you out, then maybe you don't submit it yet. Maybe you do wait until after you take the MCAT so that you can submit it and just start cranking on secondary essays. Do you think if I submit it after I take the MCAT, it's going to be too late? It's like not a- It's not ideal, but the alternative is, right? And this is where the game comes into play, is if you submit today with your MCAT in two weeks, let's say, and yeah. you have secondary essays sitting in your inbox, Ooh. is that going to throw you off of your MCAT game? Probably. Probably. probably the answer of course is probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> for anyone it's like oh yeah. like and, and or do you work on secondary essays which is going to distract you from your MCAT prep and so this just things that you have to kind of think about and weigh and figure out I, I was thinking also um I was going to apply to just one school okay and then do that maybe they don't send me the secondary so I, or I only have to worry about one you could do that but I'm also going to apply to DO schools, so okay. I'm not quite sure. Like, don't don't um, worry about DO schools at this point because the the oh. DO timeline is a little bit longer. So the later okay. that you apply DO wise is okay, 
the okay. verification process, the verification timeline for DO schools is days and not weeks. So oh, don't okay. worry about DO application right now. Get the AMCAS one in. If you want to just apply to one school at this point, that's yeah. fine. Just okay. know that that one school may send you a secondary tomorrow, right? The day after you apply. Really? Okay. I didn't know that. I thought it was just like, until you're verified, then you get the secondaries. Nope. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a big misconception. Right. Okay. So I'll write that down. Okay. Uh, Cause I was planning to submit this week. So I, I guess now I have something to think about. Okay. That, oh, okay. Wow. I feel so much better now. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. You got this. You got this. Thank you. <laughs> it if makes me feel so much better. If you aren't using Blueprint full-length exams, okay. go do so. If you don't have a free account yet, go get a free account. You get one full-length for free from them, uh, which will help. Oh, you know what else is good? They also have um, $100 for all of their Blueprint tests for like a month or something or like two months. And I've been using that. That's awesome. It's so good. Yeah. They have, it's awesome. They have really good tests. And their analytics are awesome on the back end. Yes. Good. <laughs> They're really good. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad, you. I'm glad you're using them and you're finding uh, some value there. Well, yes. keep us posted. Good luck. Get that application in when you're ready. Yes. And, okay, uh, I will. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll hear some success soon. Okay, great. Yes. Thank you so much, Dr. Gray. Yeah, you're thank welcome. You. All right. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group. 